0: Hello and welcome to the Rugby Girls Podcast, I'm John Keenan, no mai harimai. Today is May 21st and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so this is going to be my uh, international edition as such, uh, looking at the Japanese Top League uh, and looking at Major League Rugby. Uh, So let's get straight into it and have a look at the Japanese Top League. Uh, So this coming weekend, uh, Sunday 23rd of May, uh, which is actually my mother's birthday, so happy birthday mum, I love you. Um, it's going to be the final uh, for the Japanese Top League for 2021. Uh, So, yeah, let's have a bit of a look at that, have a look at the two teams involved, uh, maybe have a little bit of a look at how they got there, uh, and then we'll continue on with Major League Rugby uh, and see what's happening uh, in the regular season there, uh, which is essentially halfway through um, the regular season at present. So, yeah, pushing it on to the Japanese Top League. uh, Last weekend, just been, uh, so... The weekend of May 15th, May 16th, uh, we had the semi-finals uh, in the Japanese Top League. Uh, So the first match on the Saturday was Toyota Verblitz taking on the Panasonic Wild Knights uh, on the Saturday, and it was 48-21 to the Panasonic Wild Knights. So a pretty comfortable victory there, you'd have to say. Uh, A very good result uh, for Panasonic uh, to put 48 on Toyota Verblitz, who are a a pretty quality team, you'd have to say. Uh, Certainly have some depth in terms of playing roster uh, and even off-field management. So a really good result uh, in that semi-final for Panasonic. They're looking very good for the final. Uh, that was also the end of Kieran Reid's career, uh, so the former All Black captain, 100-plus test uh, All Black, uh, two-time World Cup-winning All Black, uh, captain of the All Blacks in 2017 for the British and Irish Lions, uh, and captain uh, through to the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Uh, it was his final professional game, I believe. Uh, or he suddenly uh, announced his retirement uh, at the end of um, that semifinal and the loss uh, for Toyota Verblitz. Uh, so much respect, much love uh, to Karen Reed, uh, and, you know, what a great career he had. Uh, but, yeah, pushing on to the Sunday match, which was the second semi semi-final, uh, May 16th, it was Suntory taking on the Kubota Spears, uh, and it was 26-9 to Suntory. Uh, so also a pretty comfortable win there uh, and pretty efficient, you'd have to say, uh, from Suntory. Uh, you know, keeping Kubota uh, just the penalties as such. Uh, So, you know, well done uh, to the two winners there, uh, the Wild Knights, Panasonic Wild Knights, uh, and Suntory, the Suntory-Sun Goliath. Uh, I think you'd have to say, uh, if you've been following uh, the Japanese Top League in 2021, they are definitely the two best teams uh, in the competition. So it's good to see them, you know, make the final. Uh, And hopefully we have uh, something, you know, really hard fought and close uh, and just, you know, high performance as such. So yeah, that final, uh, like I said just before, will be this coming Sunday on May 23rd. Uh, so yeah, I'll be definitely uh, trying my best uh, to check out some extended highlights there. Uh, I cannot watch uh, the Japanese Top League, I just have no access to it, um, as far as I'm aware. doesn't seem to be any sort of uh, streaming service uh, that I can pick up uh, in Taiwan, uh, and you know, so I'm basically just reduced uh, to following articles uh, and or watching highlights. But yeah, definitely two best teams uh, of the league, of the season, uh, are in the final, which is good to see. So what I want to do now, just quickly, uh, is just sort of trace back in time, maybe the last sort of five or six games uh, that these two teams have played uh, in the Japanese top league, Uh, you know, like maybe their last couple of rounds, uh, last two or three rounds uh, in conference play, Uh, and then what have they been doing uh, in the knockout stage, or the knockout phase, Uh, through the round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, etc. How did they make it to the final? So I'm going to start with uh, Suntory. Uh, So I'm just going to try and bring that up, see how I go. Yeah, it looks like I've got it, which is cool. So yeah, I'm just going to go back in time here uh, and have a look at their last three uh, Group A matches or their last three conference games. So um, there were seven conference games uh, in the season. It got a little bit truncated or shortened, uh, due to um, some coronavirus issues or COVID-19 issues uh, earlier in the season. Uh, so there was no crossover play. Uh, it was just um, you know, eight teams in two conferences, and you play everybody in your conference once. So you know seven games or seven rounds. Uh, so if we go back to uh, round five for Suntory, uh, they took on Toyota Vibletz, uh the losing semifinalist that we just talked about, uh, and they beat them 39-36. So it was a very close match believe Bowden Barrett kicked a, a pretty late sort of injury time penalty uh, to win that one. Uh, in round six the following weekend uh, they took on the Kubota Spears uh, and it was 33-26 to Santori, So they had a couple of pretty tough games there uh, in round five and round six, back-to-back weeks against uh, semi-finalists as it turned out. And they got a couple of close wins. Uh, and then they finished the group stage with the conference stage uh, with uh, a match against the Shining Arcs and they put on a cricket score, it was 94-31 uh, to Suntory Goliath, uh in that round 7 like, final conference match. So yeah, looking pretty good uh, for Suntory, you know, heading into uh, the knockout stage or the knockout phase. Uh, so what happened from there? Uh, well, they had a week off. Uh, they weren't involved uh, in the uh, playoffs as such, or the playoff matches, uh, to make the round of 16. They automatically qualified. So they had a two-week break. Uh, They came back and then they played in the round of 16. Uh, The Suntory Sungolafs took on the Green Rockets uh, and they won 76-31 in the round of 16 match. That was back in April 24th uh, and then uh, they actually had three weeks off because uh, their quarterfinal match uh, was cancelled. The team they were coming up against their opponents uh, couldn't field a team uh, due to COVID-19 issues inside of their squad. Uh, so they got a quarterfinal uh, walkover or walk walkthrough. Uh, so they had to wait uh, three weeks to play their next match, the semi final uh, last weekend against Kubota Spears. Uh, and they were good enough to win that at 26-9, as we just said before. So that's a little bit of a backstory there uh, for the Suntory. Uh, you know, the back end of their season. A couple of tough matches back-to-back uh, against... Um, uh, where am I looking at? Yeah, Toyota Verblitz uh, and Kubota, uh, and then they matched up against Kubota again uh, in the semi-final uh, as well. Uh, and in between uh, times, there was a, a couple of like you know, pretty big wins there as well against some of the lesser teams. Uh, so if we have a look over at the Panasonic Wild Knights, uh, how have they been going? What have they been doing uh, to make the final? Uh, so for this one, uh, their last sort of five games as such... Uh, in the group stage and group B the other conference uh, in round 6 uh, they took on the Kobe Steel uh, and it was 13 all between the Kobe Steel and the Panasonic Wild Knights so it was a draw there between two best teams in that conference uh, their final uh, group stage group B match uh, round 7 uh, was against the Yamaha Jubilo uh, and they beat them 55-19 uh, which qualified them top seed uh, in their group or in their conference they also had a week off. Uh, they were involved uh, in the playoff or the lower-level playoff matches. Uh, and then they got a round of 16 match against the Kanetsu Liners, who in fact were a challenger team uh, in 2021. They actually weren't a major league. Uh, sorry, a major league. They weren't actually a Japanese top league team. Uh, they were like a Tier 2 challenger team uh, who won their playoff against a lower-level um, Japanese top league team. So uh, they took on the Kanetsu Liners and they beat them pretty comfortably 54-7. Uh, in the round of sixteen, uh, they then had a two week break, uh, and they played a quarter final against the Canon Eagles, uh, and they won that 32-17, So that was a pretty good result. Uh, and then they pushed on to uh, last weekend uh, and took on Toyota Verblitz and beat them like we just talked about before forty eight twenty one. So that's pretty much what the two teams have been doing uh, over the last you know sort of like month or so uh, in the Japanese top league, uh, towards the end of their conference play, uh, and then in the knockout stages. So yeah, uh, it should be a really good final. Uh, Suntory versus uh, the Panasonic Wild Knights. I believe it's kind of been played at a neutral venue. Uh, I think it's the Prince Chichibu Stadium uh, in Tokyo, like sort of like uh, central city Tokyo. Uh, and you know both teams are sort of like metropolitan or sort of like peripheral, um, you know, sort of suburban, um, sort of Tokyo teams. And so hopefully they can you know get a bit of a crowd. Uh, and supporters can get along uh, from both teams. Uh, it should be a pretty good one uh, on Sunday. Certainly looking forward to it myself. So yeah, um, I thought I'd just have a really quick look uh, at the Suntory and Panasonic Wild Knight um, like squads as such, just to give you um, a little bit of a quick run through as to you know some of the players uh, that are involved in both teams. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm going to uh, start with uh, Suntory uh, first. Um, If you kind of go through there, just having a really quick look, Um, they've got an Englishman uh, as a lock, Tom Savage. I don't know him too well, uh, but I'm just sort of like shouting out some of the international names. Uh, In the loose forwards, they've got Sean McMahon, uh, an Australian. Uh, They've also got uh, Tavita Tatafu uh, and Hendrik Tui, uh, who are Japanese qualified players uh, in their loose forwards. Uh, In the scrum halves, they've got Richard Judd. He's a former New Zealand Super Rugby player. And they've got Yutaka Nagare, who's uh, their captain, uh, who plays nine. Uh, in their fly halves, they've got, you know, Bowdoin Barrett, uh, you know, uh, All Black Star, as such, uh, for the season. Uh, and Joshua Stander, uh, a South African fly half. In the centres, they've got Samu Karevi. Uh, and in the wings, they've got Tavita Lee. Um, so Samu Karevi, a former Wallaby. Uh, and Tavita Lee, uh, a Super Rugby player with both the Blues and Highlanders in New Zealand. And, yeah, I think, you know, that's just a quick overview of some of the, you know, key names, big names, uh, easing around the Suntory setup. Uh, And I'll just quickly do something similar for the Panasonic Wild Knights. Hopefully I can just quickly bring up their uh, squad for 2021. Uh, I had it up before. Um, I guess maybe the key thing headlining this is um, Robbie Deans. So, you know, the Panasonic Wild Knights head coach, and he has been the head coach now for, I think, six or seven seasons, uh, is Robbie Deans. So the former Wallaby coach, the former Crusaders coach, um, New Zealand All Black himself, uh, once upon a time, uh, he's the head coach for the Panasonic Wild Nights. Uh, so that's a really good br- rugby brain uh, to be running things uh, at your club. Uh, But if we have a look at the current squad, uh, I'm just going to quickly go through, shout out a few names if I know them. Um, So uh, for the props, uh, the Wild Knights have Craig Miller, uh, a New Zealand uh, or an ex-New Zealand Super Rugby player. Uh, Pretty peripheral, I'd have to say. Uh, But, you know, I'm pretty sure he did play uh, some Super Rugby back in New Zealand uh, once upon a time. Uh, For hookers, they've got Shota Hore, uh, who's been, you know, really good for the uh, national team. He's been pretty good for the Sunwolves. He's uh, been involved in New Zealand rugby as well. Uh, so, you know, he's a pretty good hooker. Uh, we have a look at the locks. They've got another English lock as well. Uh, George Cruz. Uh, pretty good player. Um, have a look through and have a look at what they've got in the loose forwards. Uh, not actually too much that I know there. Uh, a couple of Australians uh, and a lot of Japanese. Uh, and the scrum halves. Uh, also, not really uh, too familiar. Just all Japanese scrum halves. Uh, and then their fly halves, their tens, are, are all Japanese uh, fly halves as well. So that's quite good to see uh, at nine and ten, and in fact at hooker as well, uh, supporting Shoda um <clears throat> They've got four Japanese hookers, they've got four Japanese scrum halves, and they've got four Japanese fly halves. So you know that's pretty good. That's pretty good depth, or that's uh, quite a positive uh, for Japanese rugby to have um, you know Japanese players playing in a really high performing team. Uh, you know, all throughout, you know, that set-up at Panasonic. Um, where they do have a little bit of international flavour and talent uh, is in the centres. Um, so, Santori has uh, Samu Karevi, who's a, you know, former uh, Wallaby, a uh, high-quality player. Uh, for the centres for uh, the Panasonic Wild Knights, they've got Hadley Parks, the Welsh, or the former Welsh international, uh, and they've got Harold Vorster, uh, a South African, who played a fair amount of Super Rugby, I believe, um, if you have a look at their wingers as well, they're, they're wingers and fullbacks, so they're back three. Uh, it's an all Japanese affair as well, uh, and they've got Kenki Fukuoka uh, on the, one of their wings. He's uh, certainly been a pretty good player uh, at international level for the Japanese team. So you know that's just a quick little overview of some of the key players, uh, Japanese and/or international, uh, that are in those uh, two best teams in 2021 for the Japanese top league. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, what do I think is going to happen? Pretty difficult there. Um, you know, you've, you've got to look, like I just mentioned there, or certainly did mention uh, both. Uh, for Suntory, obviously, you know, uh, Bowdoin Barrett is running things and having a great uh, season uh, for them at 10. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously, you know, a high-quality, you know, international player. Um, uh, but then, you know, juxtaposed there, you have the Panasonic Wild Knights being coached, head coach Robbie Deans, uh, and he's been doing that job. For I believe five or six years now, maybe even more. Uh, certainly, quite a long time. So you've definitely got uh, you know some playing talent on the Suntory side with Bowden Barrett, uh, and you've obviously got some coaching talent uh, with Robbie Deans, uh, and you know, and then they're ably supported by a number of Japanese internationals in both teams, uh, and the likes of Samu Karevi uh, and Hadley Parks as well. So you know, there's definitely uh, a smattering of like really high quality talent there. Uh, And, you know, I hope, you know, both teams play well and we see a really good spectacle, see something close, see something competitive, uh, and just see good rugby. Uh, That's what I'd like. Um, I think I'm going to actually back the Panasonic Wild Knights here. So uh, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Um, I think they've had uh, a fairly difficult, uh, you know, run. Um, You know, they they had Kobe Steele, um, the playthrough champions from 2019. They had them in their conference and got a draw. Uh, managed to get top seed uh, and then had to, you know, push through the round of 16 uh, as well as, you know, the quarterfinals and semifinals there uh, and certainly, you know, getting a really good win in the semifinal last week uh, against Toyota Verblitz, I think it's going to put them in really good stead uh, to beat Bowdoin Barrett's uh, Suntory Sun Goliath. So, yeah, picking the Panasonic Wild Knights to win it, uh, perhaps the Panasonic Wild Knights by five, I think it'll be pretty close, Uh, but the Panasonic Wild Knights to pick up the Japanese top league in 2021. Uh, We'll see uh, how my predictions go, I guess, uh, for that one. So yeah, not too much else to say there. Uh, Best of luck to both teams, Uh, and let's push it on to Major League Rugby and see what we can do there. So uh, Major League Rugby, uh, it's pretty much halfway through uh, this season. I believe every team has played eight games, and a couple of teams have played nine uh, and I guess there's 18 weeks of competition, 16 games, two buys, uh, and 18 weeks. Uh, so I believe uh, the competition has been going now, like, basically for nine weeks. It's pretty much dead, dead on halfway through the season. So, yeah, let's have a little bit of a look uh, at what happened in the last week. Uh, it's a little bit of an interesting week, quite a lot of games, uh, also because uh, there was a midweek match that was actually just played, like, a day ago, uh, between the LA Giltinis and the Austin Gilgronis. Um, so, you know, quite a number of games to get through here. Um, I think there was a full round of games uh, on the weekend. I'm just having a quick look there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so a full game, uh, a full round of games. So, you know, all 12 teams involved, six games uh, last Saturday, Sunday, uh, and then also the midweek game, like I just said. So, I uh, got quite a few games to get through here. I think seven in total. So uh, first game on the Saturday uh, was Nola Gold uh, at San Diego Legion, uh, and I, you'd have to say going into that match, you'd have to have favored Nola Gold, uh, but it was 43-17 to the San Diego Legion, so that was a really good result for San Diego, uh, sort of going some way, just a small way at least, it's a, it's a good first step um, towards rectifying their season and making them a little bit more competitive uh, in that Western Conference Uh, So, San Diego Legion, I followed them in the Western Conference. They're my Western Conference team. Uh, So, you know, really good to see that result. That was a high-quality win from San Diego Legion. Uh, The second match on the Saturday was the Toronto Arrows uh, at the Houston Sabercats. uh, And it was 19-10 to Toronto. So, Toronto uh, getting their season back on track after a couple of losses over the last two or three weekends. Uh, And, you know, able to be good, just good enough uh, to beat the Houston Sabercats. Uh, who have had, you know, a pretty patchy season. Uh, Third Saturday match was Rugby United New York uh, at Austin Gilgronis, uh, and the Gilgronis won 16-9, so that was a really good win for Austin Gilgronis uh, after Rugby United New York has been on a pretty interesting ride, uh, you know, able to knock off the LA Guiltinis a few weeks back, uh, but not good enough to beat Austin uh, in Texas. Um, Yeah, couple more Saturday games, just a lot like I said uh, so the next Saturday match was the New England Free Jacks at Rugby Atlanta uh, and it was 33-18 uh, to Rugby Atlanta so it was a really good win for them, uh, you know keeping their season you know, well and truly on track New England Free Jacks are my Eastern Conference team uh, and again you know, uh, certainly having a, a touch better season than San Diego Legion um, but both teams a little bit patchy uh, I'd have to say uh, so, you know, keep going, New England. Uh, I'm still pushing for you. Uh, but that's a tough loss uh, there uh, at Rugby Atlanta. Uh, the fifth, I believe it is, or maybe, yeah, I think it's the fifth Saturday game, uh, was the Utah Warriors at LA Guiltinis uh, at SoFi Stadium. Pretty cool stadium uh, from the look of things. Uh, and it was 38-27 uh, to the LA Guiltini's. Uh So uh, a good win for LA, uh, but maybe uh, a little bit pegged back or a little bit paired back. Uh, from some of their bigger wins uh, earlier in the season. So, yeah, that was the Saturday games. Uh, and then there was uh, one Sunday game. It was the Seattle Seawolves at Old Glory DC. Uh, and it was 22-18 to Old Glory DC, which uh, puts a little bit of a stop in Seattle's revival. Uh, they've had a couple of wins uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, And Old Glory DC sort of continues that very erratic form of being able to win one week, lose another week. Um, You know, they're a very hard team to pick, uh, pick for or pick against. But well done to Old Glory DC uh, getting the win over Seattle there. Uh, So yeah, that was the games from last weekend, five Saturday games and one Sunday game. And then there was basically a bonus midweek game um, played between the LA Giltinis and the Austin Gilgronis uh, on the Wednesday night. Uh, And it was 17-3 to the LA Guiltinis. Uh, So that was a really big, really important win for them uh, as it opens up, you know, a pretty considerable gap in the Western Conference, uh, you know, halfway through the competition. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what was going on in the last week. Like I said, a lot of games there. Uh, So, yeah, let's have a look at the standings uh, and see what's going on uh, in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. So, uh, the important thing in Major League Rugby uh, is basically to be top two in your conference. There's 12 teams in the competition, uh, but there's two conferences of six. And basically, you need to be seed one, seed two in your conference uh, to make the conference final or the playoff. Uh, If you win that, you're conference champion, uh, and then you get to go to the final uh, and try and win Major League Rugby. So, you know, that's really the important part here. So, yeah, if we have a look at the Western Conference... And we'll have a look at the uh, you know top three teams and what they're doing there. Uh, so the top team, first team, uh, is the uh, LA Guiltinis. Uh, they've played nine, won eight, lost one, eight bonus points, uh, and 40 competition points. So that's a really impressive season uh, that they're building there. In uh, second spot is the Austin Gilgronis, uh, who they just beat a couple of days ago on the Wednesday. Uh, so the Gilgronis have played nine. 1-5, uh, lost 4, uh, 6 bonus points for 26 competition points. So as you can see, there's a 14-point gap now uh, between uh, the Giltinis uh, and the Gilgronis. In uh, third spot is uh, Utah, the Utah Warriors. Uh, they've played 8, 1-4, four, lost 4, uh, and 9 bonus points. So they're on 25 competition points, one point back uh, from the Austin Gilgronis. Uh, and, in fact, they have uh, a game in hand. Um, the Giltinis and Gilgronis have played nine, uh, I guess, with that extra match on the Wednesday. Uh, and so Utah actually has a game in hand. Uh, they've only played eight, uh, and they're only one point back from Austin Gilgronis. Uh, it's pretty big, or there's a fairly clear gap uh, back to 4-5-6 from there. So San Diego are on 19 points, uh, six back from Utah Warriors. Uh, Houston SaberCats are on thirteen points, so twelve back from Utah Warriors, uh, and Seattle are on twelve points, uh, thirteen points back uh, from Utah Warriors. So it's looking pretty desperate uh, already uh, for the likes of Seattle and Houston. Uh, maybe San Diego possibly still has something to say uh, about you know pushing um, you know for that second spot. But yeah, there is definitely quite a stagger or quite um, quite a clear division between the top three and the bottom three uh, in the Western Conference. If we have a look at the Eastern Conference, uh, a completely different picture. Uh, so at top spot uh, through uh, nine rounds, I guess, uh, is Rugby Atlanta. Uh, they've played eight, won five, lost three, six bonus points and 26 competition points. So a pretty good season building there uh, for Atlanta. In uh, second spot is rugby united new york uh they've played 8 won 5 lost 3 uh with four bonus points and 24 competition points so yeah um, they've got a pretty bad uh points differential uh for a winning record uh their points differential is minus 46 uh, even though they've got a 5 3 uh you know winning record for the season so far so it's quite surprising uh and then in third spot is nola uh new orleans uh, they've played eight, won four, lost three, and one draw, uh, four and six bonus points for 24 competition points. Uh, so basically they're second equal with Rugby United New York, uh, and those two teams are two points back from uh, Rugby Atlanta. So it's pretty tight uh, in, their, in those top three seeds, or top three spots in the Eastern Conference. Uh, if you go down to 4, 5, 6, uh, it remains very tight. Uh, so Toronto are in fourth spot. They've played nine, so they've played the extra game uh, uh, over uh, the top three teams there. Um, So they've played nine, and they've got 22 competition points, uh, two points back from Nola, but they've played the extra game. Uh, The New England Free Jacks are in fifth. Uh, They've played eight for 21 competition points, so they're three points back from Nola. Uh, And then Old Glory DC Uh, have played eight games as well uh, for 20 competition points. So they're four points back from Nola, who are in third spot. So, yeah, you know, still can certainly throw a blanket uh, over that Eastern Conference. Uh, You know, Rugby Atlanta with, you know, eight games played, 26 competition points uh, in in top spots. Uh, And then Old Glory DC in sixth um, have, you know, played eight, and they've got 20 competition points. So only six points separating, you know, one and six in the Eastern Conference, you know, whereas, you know, things are getting, you know, pretty uh, ballooned, or things have ballooned already uh, in the Western Conference. Um, The difference between, you know, the Giltinis uh, and Seattle uh, is uh, 28 points at present. Uh, So that's your difference between, you know, one and six in the Western Conference. Uh, And it's 27 points uh, between, you know, the Giltinis and the Sabercats in fifth spot. So you'd have to say, you know, Houston and Seattle uh, are looking pretty backdoor already uh, for the 2021 season. So, yeah, that's uh, the Japanese top league. That's Major League Rugby. Um, Good stuff. Uh, I don't think there's too much else for me to say. Just enjoying um, that that tournament is playing out and playing out in full so far. Doesn't seem to be uh, too many, you know, coronavirus or COVID-19 issues inside of America or North America. Toronto's involved in that competition too. Um, So, you know, really good to see. Um, And, yeah, obviously, like I said, like I started out with, Japanese Top League will conclude uh, this coming weekend. So, you know, two days from now, uh, on Sunday, May 23rd, will get the Japanese top league champion uh, for 2021, uh, who I believe, or who I'm backing, uh, to be the Panasonic Wild Knights over Bowdoin Barrett's Suntory Sun Goliath. So yeah, going to leave it at that. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. If you did, um, you know, things that you can do uh, for me. Um, Can you please uh, subscribe uh, to my, well, please, whatever... Um, podcasting platform you're on can you please subscribe to my podcast that would be great Uh, if it has the ability to like and or give me a rating that would be awesome too and obviously you know any positive comments would be great as well Um, in terms of social media uh, I use Facebook so I have a Facebook homepage for the Rugby Gods podcast Uh, if you search Facebook the Rugby Gods podcast I'm pretty sure you'll find it Uh, There's probably a link to it, I think, uh, in your show notes or on your podcasting platforms, show notes for this podcast as well. So, you know, please feel free if you use Facebook to go through there, Uh, you know, give me a like, give me a follow. uh, And, you know, please feel free to, you know, send me a comment uh, and or a private message. I always love to, you know, go back and forth and talk rugby uh, with anyone. So, yeah, those are the things that I think I need to say to you. Um, Just recap it one more time there Um, for May 23rd. Obviously, it's a Japanese top league uh, final. I've said that a couple of times. Uh, But I think I'll just reiterate it's my mother's um, birthday as well. So she'll be turning 75, which is, you know, a pretty good milestone, you'd have to say. So I'll uh, definitely be giving her a call, uh, and you know I'll be looking forward to the rugby, uh, and I'll be looking forward to you know catching up with my mother. So I love you, mum. I hope you have a great seventy fifth birthday uh, of this weekend. But yeah, that's pretty much it from me for now. Um, I'll talk to you next week. I'm not going to do uh, a follow up or I'm not going to do any kind of like preview for uh, Super Rugby Trans Tasman. Uh, I think I'm just going to keep it to you know sort of one podcast a week pretty much doing a, a review of, like, the weekend that has just played out uh, and then giving, you know, a little bit of a long-range preview, a long-range, you know, thoughts on what I think will happen, you know, the following weekend. I think that's uh, a little bit more sustainable for me, uh, especially because I'm, you know, struggling to actually, um, you know, watch the content as well. So, yeah, that's enough from me. Um Matewa, I hope I will see you soon or hear from you soon. Uh, and so until next time, goodbye.